I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. thanks once again for listening to the Explaining History podcast. And today we're going to talk about the defeat of uh, the British and their Dominion partners, Australia and New Zealand, in Greece in 1941, and the impact that the German invasion of Greece has on the wider war. Now, in the last few podcasts on this topic, we talked about how the Mediterranean had become the centre of um, operations, particularly for the British, from the summer of 1941 through to the spring of 1941. It was a place where Churchill felt that he could still offer fight to the enemy, and it was also a place where Mussolini saw potential for rapid expansion at low cost to him and and low risk to Italy. Mussolini was wrong in this regard and was uh, almost universally defeated and routed and obviously draws in his Axis partner Hitler uh, into the bargain. Um, Hitler was uh, not initially interested in the Balkans. They were going to be uh, an afterthought following the defeat of Russia. But as soon as Hitler saw that um, by waging war uh, in the Mediterranean and invading Albania and Greece, that he uh, Mussolini would then attract the attention of the British, and the British might, uh, in a defeat of Mussolini in Greece, gain a foothold in the Balkans. Uh, Hitler sees this as an unacceptable risk and pours his time and energy and troops into the Balkans to support. Uh, Mussolini. The Germans invade Greece on the 6th of April 1941. They justify this by stating that um, the British presence uh, in Greece uh, is enough to to warrant uh, a, an expulsion of them from Greek soil. German propaganda at the time couched the, the German invasion as an extension of the war with Great Britain, uh, not an attack on the Greek people. But it would be the Greeks that would suffer from Hitler's actions far more uh, than the British ever would. The Greek disaster was set in chain by Winston Churchill in part, uh, and it had huge implications for North Africa as well. By withdrawing troops from North Africa, 
and transferring them, these are mainly Anzac troops, uh, transferring them to Greece, some of the most important fighting forces needed to hold Libya against a resurgent Axis attack under Rommel had been withdrawn. And at this point, Britain's supply lines are perilously long, and Britain has that uh, problem that all powers in the uh, North African theatre had of this kind of elastic um, I- I- elastic warfare where they would become overextended and have to fall back. It was a, a double error on Churchill's part uh, to reinforce Greece. In reinforcing Greece and sending British uh, troops to Greece, uh, it not only attracted the attentions of Germany, but the numbers of troops that were sent were insufficient really to deal with the German onslaught. Mainly German troops came from the now conquered Yugoslavia via Monastir um, into northern Greece, Uh, but some came from uh, Bulgaria. And once again, the British and uh, their uh, Dominion forces were faced with superior air power. Now, there's an interesting pattern emerging here. Britain's major evacuations of the war, Norway, Dunkirk, and soon-to-be Greece, um, were all uh, part of uh, the same kind of process, whereby the uh, British underestimated their enemy. They underestimated the impact of enemy artillery and enemy air power. The coordination of German forces and the ability of uh, Germany to maximise its use of force by um, making sure that artillery, armour, infantry and air power worked in synchronisation with one another uh, overwhelmed isolated pockets of British, Australian and New Zealand troops. And this is, of course, to ignore uh, what happened to the Greek army. Uh, the Greek army, um, Monastir in Yugoslavia, uh, is near to the Albanian border, where the Greek army had obviously successfully uh, occupied. And the fact that now uh, tens of thousands of German troops were pouring over the border meant that the Greeks were in danger of being surrounded and cut off in Albania. And this was obviously uh, potentially catastrophic. So there was a retreat of Greek troops from Albania. Um, and there were, um, obviously they took with them large numbers of Italian soldiers whom they had taken prisoner. By this point, the occupation of Albania had um, exhausted the Greek army. The Greeks had fought spectacularly, competently uh, and bravely. Uh, against the Italians, Uh, but the process of occupying Albania uh, throughout the winter uh, had drained its resources. There was little transport, it was uh, an army that used um, animal power, horses uh, mainly, and uh, foot soldiers. And so there was uh, the war in Greece was going to require uh, rapid motion and maneuver. It was going to require uh, the ability to uh, cut the Germans off at high speed. This is something the retreating Greeks didn't have. And obviously, long retreating columns of soldiers are uh, delightful targets for the Luftwaffe, which strafe them mercilessly. 
it was clear by the end of the month that all was lost. Um, the retreat had become an evacuation and naval evacuations began uh, from the ports of Rafino and Porto Rafti. Um, the Peloponnese peninsula of um, the Greek mainland uh, saw evacuations uh, from Kalamata and um, Monavisia. The destination for these evacuated troops was Crete. And just as with Dunkirk, vast amounts of war material were lost. Um, Staff cars, jeeps, lorries, stores, radios, uh, specialist equipment, artillery uh, was just dumped by the roadside. Getting the men out was seen as uh, obviously much higher priority. Um, machine guns and mortars um, which had been dragged along through the retreat were also left as well and this meant that Crete was going to be a lot harder to defend and the soldiers who departed left with a a deep sense of guilt and shame there were several key memoirs about the Greek campaign of Anzac and British soldiers feeling uh, immense regret and shame about leaving the Greeks to their fate at the hands of the Germans. 43,000 troops managed to escape, only 11,000 um, were left behind. They were taken prisoner. Um, the Greek Prime Minister, Alexandros Korizis, um, killed himself uh, as a result of the, uh, the shame of the defeat. And Greek soldiers were forced to surrender en masse. An even greater disaster was to befall the British on Crete, and the disaster was particularly acute because it seemed so profoundly uh, avoidable. Lieutenant General Bernard Freiburg, um, who was the New Zealand uh, commander um, who led the defence, fought bravely to defend the island, but made a critical mistake, allowing the Germans uh, the opportunity to uh, defeat the uh, defending Anzac and British forces. On the 20th of May, the uh, German uh, Fliegerkorps launched a a paratroop assault on Crete. It was the Germans' most audacious and really last great uh, parachute offensive of the war. So many German paratroopers were killed in the air uh, and uh, gunned down on the ground, that it was believed by the British that they had all but won uh, the battle. Hitler was shocked at the level of losses and personally shied away from ever again authorising a major parachute airdrop and it would be really the Allies' turn in uh, 1944, in D-Day, to mount it again. Anthony Beaver's observations on the fall of Crete are, are very interesting. His history of World War II is obviously a, uh, a, an excellent tome. Um, he points out that the target in the Mediterranean had initially been Malta. The German army and Kriegsmarine had looked to Malta to be an ideal uh, island to seize in order to support the convoy route um, to North Africa. Um, And they knew that um, the British in Malta would be able to disrupt um, resupply of the Africa Corps 
Um, but the Allied bases on Crete, which had been taken in November 1940, Crete had already been secured by uh, the British then, uh, were far more uh, significant because it put um, the oil fields at Ploesti in Romania under uh, bombing range uh, for the first time. So taking Crete was really quite important. This is one of the reasons why Hitler uh, wanted uh, Mussolini to hold off on seizing the Dodecanese Islands. Um, the occupation of Crete by Germany would mean that the Luftwaffe could also then bomb the Suez Canal and attack Alexandria, occupied by the British. So it was a real strategic chess piece in the heart of the Mediterranean. Both the British and Germans were aware that the only way to seize uh, Crete was with a, an airborne assault. Um, General de Flieger, Kurt Student, um, a very significant strategic uh, planner and figure within um, the Hitler's war, um, who we'll return to, no doubt, um, who was the founder of the Flieger Corps, the uh, um, German air airborne troops, um, saw Crete as being the, the, the great testbed for uh, airborne assaults. This is why it was going to be really um, a, a great laboratory for this kind of thing. He saw also that um, the, the Luftwaffe, uh, having uh, dropped an airborne army over Crete, uh, would be able to restore some of its pride that had been wounded by the British in the Battle of Britain. And Goering agreed. Goering thought this was going to be a, uh, a great uh, way of salvaging part of his reputation. Student um, showed Hitler uh, a plan to use the 11th Flieger Corps to um, take Crete. The Flieger Corps, then based on Crete, would be able to be used again to uh, drop on Alexandria or Cairo when Rommel approached uh, the uh, Egyptian border and this would uh, essentially paralyse the British. Hitler could see quite presciently that this was going to involve heavy casualties and was um, sceptical. Um, he did not want an invasion of Crete um, to delay the start of Barbarossa. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There are some historians who have argued in the past that Mussolini's ventures into the Balkans and Greece and Hitler's subsequent support of them slowed down the start date of Barbarossa and ensured that Hitler got bogged down in the winter and was unable to have uh, seized um, Moscow in sufficient time. Uh, this line of argument has, be, has uh, become, shall we say, less well accepted or established in recent years, and the failure of Barbarossa has put down to a whole range of other factors that we'll talk about when, when we get there. But certainly, these all seem like uh, diversions away from Hitler's primary purpose. But it was it's hard to uh, underestimate the strategic importance of, uh, of Crete. Um, Crete for the British was a difficult island to defend. It was very, it was quite large. Uh, there were uh, harbours which were ideally suited to uh, shipping. Um, there were airfields that could be seized. It was vulnerable to uh, attack from uh, the Axis powers flying from the Dodecanese Islands. And defending an island in general is always problematic because it needs to be resupplied mainly by sea. And so if you have an enemy that has ample uh, aircraft in the area and to some extent dominates the skies in the eastern Mediterranean, it can bomb your ships. The British, using ultra-intercepts uh, from Bletchley Park, began to identify uh, quite early on, at the end of March, that there was a build-up of uh, students, um, 11th Fliegerkorps, um, which uh, included the Fallschirmjäger uh, 7th Parachute Division. Um, in mid-April, another uh, factor emerged, 250 transport aircraft had been transported um, as well, um, and this was uh, to Bulgaria. Um, the major airborne operation um, that had been predicted seemed to be in the planning phase, and it looked like that Crete would be the target. And this was going to be um, the German really gamble for the Suez Canal. The uh, intercepts that Ultra managed to um, capture in that week started to spike and then began began to um, rise as you reach um, the first week of May, which strongly indicated that Crete was the target. Um, the the British, as I mentioned earlier, were well aware that probably the, the job could only be done by an airborne assault. And this was... Um, guaranteed almost by the fact that the Royal Navy are too strong in the East Mediterranean, um, in order to which would make a, an amphibious attack almost impossible. The first commander of the island, a brigadier, a brigadier Tidbury, um, has taken and done careful reconnaissance of the likely drop zones, airfields at Heraklion, Rathmino, and Malemi. Um, and this meant that um, there was uh, going to be a concentration of force around all of these sites. It only took 
one complacent commander to allow one of these landing sites to fall into enemy hands, and that's exactly what happens. During the six-month occupation of Crete, Churchill had demanded that the island be turned into a fortress, but this doesn't occur. This was uh, in part due to um, uh, muddled thinking at the uh, highest echelons, um, the island being uh, part of Wavell's overall responsibilities, but um, the island being kind of an example of imperial overstretch. There are so many um, points that need to be reinforced from uh, Persia all the way to Greece uh, that the British now occupy or control uh, that it becomes uh, possible to see Crete as uh, an irrelevance um, and, or low down the list of priorities even though Churchill is demanding that it be reinforced. The point is that Churchill would uh, in a, uh, a given working week demand an awful lot about an awful lot um, and the uh, way in which Churchill envisaged things was often different from the realities on the ground. Freiburg reached um, Crete on the 29th of April, quite late in the day. Um, he waited until the last moment um, of the evacuation in Greece to make sure that his, his men got away. Um, he was uh, very close to Churchill um, and had, Churchill had admired him immensely um, and had seen him in action at Gallipoli um, years before, uh, during the, the First World War. Almost as soon as he arrives, um, Wavell uh, basically tells Freyberg that he wants him to stay in Crete and command the defence of the island. Uh, Freyberg was not really happy about the news, and also very unhappy when he hears that there's very little air cover available. Freiburg himself was much more sceptical about the ability of the Royal Navy to stop a seaborne invasion. And curiously enough, it is there that Freiburg's attention is focused on um, the seaborne side of things instead of thinking uh, about the airborne invasion that he'd already been uh, informed about. Um, Wavell was convinced, as the signals uh, intelligence from London had shown him that the Axis weren't coming by sea, that they didn't have the strength to do so, so it must be an airdrop. And this misunderstanding by Freyberg was going to influence how he placed his forces and what he placed his attention on. Um, the troops under his command were referred to as Cree Force or Crete Force. And the the British were defending the airfield at Heraklion along with uh, an Australian battalion. Um, the airfield at Rithymneo um, was also covered by um, two battalions of Australian troops and two Greek regiments. But Malimi uh, in the west, which actually turned out to be the main objective of the Germans, had a small uh, New Zealand battalion to defend it. And Freiburg was convinced that the amphibious assault would come on the coast, west of Chania, and Malimi is the weak point for the entire operation, and it is the most important point as far as the Germans are concerned. Seizing that airfield means everything. An ultra-decrypt on the 6th of May showed that two divisions were going to be landed by air, which was more than twice as many troops um, as Wavell had predicted. 
the communications and details of the German plan uh, were decoded and it became clear that the main effort was an airborne assault. But military intelligence in London had mistaken the increase in the number of reserves being transported by sea on the second day. Perhaps this was a deliberate ploy by uh, Germany. But Freiburg also imagined that there might be an uh, amphibious landing with tanks, which was purely something that he had imagined, nothing that he'd been told. So part of this is a story of failed communications and failed intelligence analysis. Intelligence flights um, uh, taking uh, reconnaissance photos over Crete uh, by the Germans had failed to spot a lot of uh, British positions and the overconfidence that Germany had had with so many easy victories um, led large numbers of uh, German uh, airborne troops into a killing ground. As it's appeared that the Germans had come for the airfields, uh, the Freiburg chose not to uh, crater them or sabotage them in any way. The attack that came on the 20th of May was a massacre for the German parachutists. They were uh, rained with fire from Australian, New Zealand and British troops and very few prisoners were taken. Freiburg once again missed an opportunity to bring in artillery that was posted, pointed at the sea, was, uh, that was positioned at the coastline, uh, to turn it round and use it against the uh, attackers, obsessed as he was with uh, a seaborne invasion accompanying the airborne attack. The British and Dominion troops were hampered by poor communications, so the brigade at Heraklion um, had no idea until halfway through the day, at half past two, that an invasion had begun on the west of the island. A day of heavy fighting uh, ended as, as night fell and the German troops uh, began to take stock of the devastation of their, uh, their forces. Kurt Student, based in Athens, uh, began to get reports of how disastrous it had been. He also heard that only the airfield at Malimi could still be seized. Um, there was a great deal of pressure to pull the entire operation. But it was another blunder by Freiburg that handed the Germans victory. He cabled Cairo, saying that he was certain that the three airfields held, along with two harbours. And it was the fact of the matter was that Malimi was not secure. It had only been lightly defended uh, at the start, and the battalion that had survived there uh, was unable to counterattack the German troops that were dug in at the airfield. And the requests for reinforcements for the counterattack were ignored, and that meant that the Germans held Malimi and they held it intact. This was a disaster. Um, the most experienced pilot that student had was sent on a test flight to a test landing to the airfield at first light. Uh, when uh, the pilot returned and said that he hadn't come under direct fire, um, other transport aircraft were dispatched to take ammunition to the uh, occupiers of the Malini airfield and to evacuate some of the wounded. 
students suddenly saw that this was the back door into Crete and um, gathered, gathered together as many troops as he could. The 5th Mountain Division uh, was flown out and sent every available reserve from the 7th Falschermjäger Division to be dropped near Malimi. And so unfolds the fall of Crete before uh, long uh, Malimi uh, became the conduit for thousands and thousands of fresh German troops to pour onto the island and within one week Crete was lost. As with so many of the early stages of Britain's war this was an avoidable disaster. The idea that Germany was an unstoppable uh, war machine and uh, uh, simply undefeatable uh, as a result of some Teutonic fighting spirit or organisation uh, is a bit of a nonsense, really. Many of the disasters that befall the British are of their own making. They're not to do with the fact that uh, their enemy is unstoppable or indestructible, as was uh, as people in Britain and Britain's forces were starting to fear at the time. It was to do with the fact that strategic blunders uh, were made and intelligence errors and obviously and assumptions, partly political assumptions, partly military assumptions, uh, were made in 10 Downing Street and on the ground in the field that made uh, gifts to the Germans. Anyway, we shall continue our exploration of uh, the Second World War uh, in the next few weeks. We'll be starting to look at Russia and Barbarossa. Um, so I hope you'll continue listening and uh, do remember to visit us at the Explaining History Facebook page and say hi, give us a hello and uh, let us know what you're thinking. And also, if you can give us a nice write-up on iTunes, that would be grand. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye.